Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston Proper, you are live from the path. from the path we're coming from the uh, pathway studios here in johnston proper so here's the deal i when i was when i got up this morning I, we have one of them alexas you know that have a screen and and, and it scrolls news stories and normally i just generally ignore the thing oh an alexa uh, 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 like okay yeah, yeah. Echo, echo show yeah huh. yeah didn't had i'm not aware of those yeah i mean it's pretty cool we don't use the screen much i guess i mean we don't like teleconference people or watch videos on it or anything oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. but but like whatever it's it's cool remind me to ask you a question about that after you're done okay so anyway i see a news story on it and it's like uh what it's it said prolong prolong handshakes uh can trigger anxiety and that was the headline. And then, and then it's anxiety. like, Alexa, tell me the handshake story. And then she'll like read the story to you or whatever. And I, and I, didn't, I didn't do that because I don't ever do that. And I thought to myself, is this what this world's coming to? There, now people are upset about the way we shake hands. And now it triggers anxiety in people. Now we're going to try to... We're gonna to try to figure it out and make people feel better about it. I just why are they shaking my hands so long? I can't deal with this world. Is this anymore. a power move? <laughs> so so anyway, the 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 curiosity got the best of me, and I looked up, I, I googled it later. I'm like, I got I gotta understand what we're doing. And the whole article was not about that at all. It was about it was trying to tell people that like if you shake hands longer than three seconds, it can negatively affect your relationship with the person you're shaking hands with. So like like they, their experiment was is they they posed like these three professors that were non professors. But they introduced them as professors, and like one of them shook hands the regular amount, one guy held it longer than three seconds, and then one guy didn't shake hands at all. Uh -huh. There was no negative reaction to the man that didn't shake at all. The regular handshake man got positive reviews, and the guy that held it was creepy, yeah. and I they didn't like that. him. And because it made people feel uncomfortable. And I thought these are things. I, this is why I, it's it's so hard to live in this world, uh, fellas, because uh, uh, I, it, it never occurred to me that there was a meter on how long you oh, should yeah. shake hands with. You, you don't feel it. I've, I've, I've intentionally creeped people out before if I think, I don't know if I like this person, I'll just keep shaking their hand. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know what to do. They like really a, don't know what to do. Like a politician, right? A politician yeah. is definitely guilty of this. They yeah. keep their shaking hands for like eight seconds. Or like, it, what's another thing? When the newscast is over and the people just stare at the, at the camera yeah. and keep and smiling smile. yeah. for yeah. an unreasonable amount cut, of time. Cut, <laughs> cut. <laughs> right. Cut Shut it commercial. down. Cut a break. Stop looking at the camera. Act like you've got papers to shuffle. <laughs> Stop looking over here. I mean, that was the worst invention that the iPad ever did for the news <laughs> news media. Is because they used to be able to shuffle papers and act like they had other business True. to handle. Why the lights I'm, fade? I'll straighten this up right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but now the iPad, you're like close window, close window. I guess we're looking at the camera more. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know though, like that, that does bring up an interesting observation, which is um, uh, people have the wrong expectation expectation about something. Uh, let, let's say I shake a guy's hand and he shakes for four seconds and it's weirded me out. Right? That's not a that's not a trigger. It's just a, you're just getting a tingly. It's not a psychosis. It's not yeah. a. That's right. I will flag people though if they shake my hand too long. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll think okay. So Keep an eye on that one. I think that's the that's the whole point of it. Is like yeah. is I we so desperately want to put things in boxes and say the things that make us feel not a hundred percent perfect are solvable, right? Like we want to call it anxiety or like like they'll say, hey man, uh, going into large groups gives me anxiety. One in large groups makes everyone feel uncomfortable because it's chaotic. Right, There's right. 85 people running around all around you. You can't control none of them. Everyone's like, oh, man, I don't know what to do in here. These <laughs> people are acting nuts. Yeah. Everybody feels that way. You don't have anxiety. You're just regular. Right, it feels weird to be in a in a baseball stadium out by the snack line with a thousand people trying to pee, a thousand people trying to get a hot dog, and a thousand people running to the jersey stand. It feels like that for everybody. It's not a disease, right? It's not a clinical thing. It just feels odd to be around that many people doing whatever they want, right? And so the handshake thing, it got me all triggered up. On like, look, we have to call every uncomfortable situation you ever been a symptom of. A mental Ill illness, yeah, of, yeah. right? There's right. people that totally have this. Yeah. You probably don't, yeah. right? You're probably way socially awkward. It, right? Yeah, right. You're, yeah, maybe you're just awkward. Maybe yeah. you hold hands too long. Maybe you have once ADHD is another great one. I can't seem to focus. Well, you you have a phone in front of you. You're playing music. You're trying to have a conversation with another guy while you're watching TV. Exactly. Right? You don't have ADHD. You're trying to do a thousand things at once. <laughs> That's dumb. Right. There, there's a difference between 
experiencing something and having it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and and so so like uh, as an example, I went to a I went to a, a the Bob, Bob Seger came through town, like uh, whatever a year ago or nine months ago. Bob Let, Seger gives me anxiety. Uh, so <laughs> we we ended up uh, we had got tickets to the Bob Seger show, but they were terrible tickets, of course, like because I wasn't we weren't paying for the top quality. So like we were at the very very top of the Wells Fargo Arena. And I got up there, and I sat, and I kind of looked over just a little bit. And, like, once you're up, like, the third level, like, you're in a weird – your yeah. body is not meant to, to sit like that. Right. Kind of precariously tilted over a giant arena. And so it gives you the willies. And I had the willies for probably a good half an hour. And then I left uh, to go to the bathroom or something. I came back, and I re-had the willies. Now, I don't have the willies. I'm in a situation of which willies are normally caused. Right. And, like, it's, it's different than saying, like, oh, I get really nervous in high places. Like, I, I, it's not a thing that, that controls me. It's just something that happened. Uh, and, and the thing is, is that, like, a lot of that stuff does end up being self-fulfilling. Uh, is that, like, once it's a problem, then, like, you start recognizing it as a problem. And, like, this is coming from a guy, like, we, I know this has come up on the show before, but, like, I get, like, a nervousness and an anxiousness about things, and then I get worried about being nervous, and then it'll happen, like, a week in advance, and it's awful. Uh, but to a certain extent, what I can tell you going through that is that it is controllable. Like, it is controllable with real things and saying, actually, I, I'm not nervous a week out. That's not proportionally correct to whatever the situation is. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't vanish, but it doesn't consume. Um, but, like, back to the – I think the initial point is that, Mike, like, uh, you're right. I think we, we just want to be able to identify. We want to explain it as if, like, oh, well, this is normal because I have this, as opposed to saying, look, I was in a situation – and it made me feel uncomfortable. It didn't. It didn't trigger something deep within me that was like sleeping. That then was awoken by it happening. It's just a normal reaction to a creepy guy that shakes for five seconds. Yeah. It's just that's all it is. Yeah, exactly. It's the same when you when it's late at night and you're walking downtown and there's just one dude sitting in a car by himself and you're like, what? That's there's like your your mind should go, hey, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. That's, there's no reason for that dude to be sitting there and you should allow that to work itself out in about ten seconds and go well. I'm going to pass him, and then I'm going to let this go. But I'm telling you, some fishy about that dude, right? <laughs> Everybody feels that way. Yeah. You're not an anxious person. You're just a realist. Dudes are creepy at the, sitting in their car by themselves at night downtown. It's weird, right? Yeah. And that's just regular. And so, like, I don't know what it is exactly about. I, 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 I feel like this wasn't maybe the case when I was younger. Maybe I wasn't attuned to it. But, like, it just feels like we so desperately want to explain everything that we feel is negative. And it, they're just regular parts of life. Right, you being nervous about something, or you being sad for three days, a week, right? Like you're not clinically depressed; you're just bummed out, man. Because it's a sad thing, right? Because like, a sad thing happened, or maybe five sad things happened, and you just cannot process them all at once, and you're having a hard time shaking it. That's regular. That's just regular. Everybody goes through that stuff, and if they don't, they're liars, right? It just happens. And sometimes after the week, after or the two weeks, and you're still bummed, you start to go. Oh man, I think there's something wrong with me. And maybe you need to change something up, and maybe there's some things to do. But like, you're, it's it's not a definition of who you are. Maybe that's the whole thing. It's like it feels like we're we just so want to be able to call it something so it's not me, right? Like it's depression, it's anxiety. Oh right, because those those things almost feel like they sit outside of you. I can't help it. Can't control I it. I am depressed. It's not my fault. Uh, right. But I like if there's um. Well, you, it helps you avoid guilt to us. Boy, this is going to – sorry. If it's, there's some people who actually who have this as a thing, and this is going to sound like we're being super harsh. And, and it's, it's not. It's not the thing. intent. Um, but, like, so, right, you identify it in yourself, and if I say, look, I, I can't help it, my, I am depressed, it allows you to stop feeling guilty about not being able – not moving on from it. Right. Like, it helps you at least take something off the table and say, well, at least I can stop beating myself up about this thing because I can't help feeling this way. Uh, that can go one of two ways. Um, saying, look, I might, I, I'm, I can exert some control over this can be a very empowering thing. Um, I, read, I read an article, it was a Facebook story, something, about a guy who, like, um, who lost his job and he lost his marriage. And he was in a real rough, rough position and he was like, he had some very dark thoughts about his life. And then he just said, look, I, I, this, this has to change. And so he spent the next year getting up at 6 a.m. doing something. He said, I, got, I, I said, it doesn't matter. I had nowhere to go. I had no friends to be with. But I got up at 6 a.m. every morning, and I folded laundry, and I, I tried to find someone to be with or a community to hang out with or, like, whatever. After uh, a, six months or a year's worth of time or whatever, he ended up getting a new job that was way better than the one that he'd lost. Uh, and, like, his whole life turned around. And the, the key was, was that, like, he wasn't um, – 
he, he took control over it. He said, this thing doesn't, doesn't own me. I will assert my energy to otherwise not, um, not, not be controlled by my circumstances. And so, like, it can be empowering. Um, it, can, it can feel better to say, hey, look, I don't have any control. I just am this. But, like, if once you go down that path, like, you're defined by that. Like, it's very hard for your mind to shake the fact that you're like, I'm just a depressed person. I'm just an anxious person. As opposed to, I'm anxious in situations where like anxiety is kind of called for, uh, although it does seem it does seem imbalanced, and maybe there's ways to to work to cope with that. Um, but th that's what I'm saying is that like it can go one of two ways. Either you can use it as the means to jump off and figure out a way to take control of what you actually can control in that situation, or on the other side, it becomes what defines you, and then like um, then you're just f finding spending the rest of your life trying to find nuances for people to understand you better, and they won't. That you won't ever feel like they understand you. You'll always feel like you're saying, but you just don't quite understand what my situation is. I'm this. I have this problem. Uh, and I can't control it. And it's, it's just something that is in me. Um, and I'm not saying there aren't elements of that. But, like, um, I wonder if – I don't, don't think of it as letting ourselves off the hook by doing that. But, like, we actually miss out on the opportunity to actually have it be able to improve um, for a lot of those situational things. Actually, I was just talking to somebody about this this week um, who was feeling kind of this way. And, like, sometimes – and it's actually been true a little bit over their life and a little bit over, over mine, actually, as I talk to them about it. But, like, um, sometimes in, those, in those, those times when you're – especially when you're d depressed, right, you just can't seem to shake this funk or whatever. Like, tend to find it that's when God's trying to get you to move. He's trying to get you to do something, and you're just not having it, right? Like, you're just not – you're not interested in it. You're not having it. And God's trying to trying to get you to, to move, and like it's 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 the Holy Spirit going. I, I I need you to do this, you know. And you're like, I don't want to do this, and then you just feel blah because you're not doing the thing that you were designed to do. And like that's not a magic uh, cure all fix all for chemical imbalances and 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 that kind of thing. But what it is is just it's a perspective thing, right? Like it is a perspective to go. Um, you know, just as Ben said, like we just sometimes we like to grab onto this thing and say, good, good, good. I'll use this as the definition of me, and like, and you picked a crappy one. Couldn't you be the over, <laughs> you know, if you're going to let something define you, you know, could it be your carefree attitude? <laughs> you know, let's, let's try that. That seems better. <laughs> and, and, and I get it that, like, um, folks going through this, like, you wouldn't say that you chose that. Of course like, not. You would never do that. Right. Um, and there's, there's um, uh, just because there's, there's bad history, it's often in the church with this, like, there's bad theology around, hey, you don't ever need to see a mental health professional and you might not have chemical things. We're not saying either of those two no, things. No, we like, are pro-therapy, pro-whatever. Pro-counseling, pro... Medication if necessary. All those things are fine and legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, um, when, we, when we reach for those things, it, auto it does actually tie you into a definition. Like, it automatically says, I have this, not I experienced this. Or even, I experienced this quite a, quite a bit. Um, but like of all the things that can define you and should define you as a follower of Jesus, um, having that thing, um, is it doesn't probably help you out the best with when you think of yourself, if that is the, what you lead with, Hey, uh, how would you describe yourself? Well, I, I'm, I'm a very anxious person. Like I, I, even if it's true, um, even the order of which you think of, of yourself, um, like that, that, that doesn't probably help orient the world correctly. And it, do, and it does run the risk of starting to consume how you see yourself in the world around you. Mm, yeah. But, you know, if you go on the spiritual side of that, you, you talk to a lot of Calvinists who, who they just identify themselves as sinners. Right. And it's kind of a depressing downer negative thing. And God identifies you as a holy person. Correct. You, you know, it's like that, that's, a, that's different. It's These a are different things. Different way of looking at life, right? But well, but it, but it's it, it it the tone of it sets the tone of your spiritual walk, and it, yeah, it's it's just like I I just can't ever improve. I'm just a sinner, you know. I sin every day. I think, well, what's wrong with you then? Stop yeah. it, boy. You, you know. And with the same scripture they're using to 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 point to that sinner stuff, like it's the same scripture that redeems them out of it. Like like yeah. that Romans just is littered with this stuff, right? Yeah, like right. you are you are redefined, friend. You know, walk in that, and and you're right. It's it really is like if that's the coat you want to wear, it's just a heavy coat. Yeah, all seasons heavy coat, uncomfortable. I, I had this big epiphany last last week, and I kind of wanted to talk about last week, but then I forgot about it. And what well, we all did, but uh, that's classic this, Dan. This holiness yeah. thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I've always approached holiness. You know, God says, "Be holy," because I'm holy, right? You yep. know, and, and and I've always looked at that as a, a a command of God: be holy. What's wrong with you people? Get holy. You know, why aren't you holy? Be holy. I'm holy. You be holy too. 
and, and I read just this little statement in a, in a book that like totally flipped it upside down. I had to process it like all week long to think, wait a minute, it's it's really saying uh, it's a declaration of God. You're holy. You are holy. I made you holy. It, 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 it's so so be holy. Oh know? right, yeah. I am set apart. You I are have holy. Chosen to so set be what you, you are. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a completely different way yes. of looking at it. And, and I, I've I've looked at it. I mean, it's it's just a small degree change, but it really means very much different things. Yeah, because yeah, it I, takes your own steam out of it, right? Right. It's I, ca- I cannot achieve holiness. That's right. Right. Yeah. right. He declares me holy. That's what makes me holy. Nothing that I've been done and do. It's just the right, like righteousness. You know, I can't do it. So, so stop it. I, you know, be I, holy and then just live it. Right. That's funny because that was most refreshing change to my prayer life in the last year. I would say is it, it's like when you literally show up and go, I can't accomplish any of these things without you. Like literally none of them. I can't do any of them. They're all your size things. I can do nothing. Right. And it seems like such. It's it's so hard to grasp because of our. Our, our self-esteem based and our and and our self-worth and whatever and like it, it's hard to even say like look god I'm, I'm basically useless without you in this thing can you cover all the bases and just help me go wherever it is that you want me to go and help me to do it because i'm not equipped for it mm-hmm. you know and like but it is pray it, that every week right literally, literally. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. the yeah. thing i am not <laughs> equipped to do anything that you have on the docket this week yep. so I, i'm gonna need you to, to to step in and then i will i will follow you wherever you're going right and like Man, what a what a refreshing way! What a refreshing uh, relationship to have with God! And frankly, it takes all the weight off you, and like it, it's so yeah. hard to do that. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, I suppose, when you think Paul, as Paul discusses this, what's it? It's in Ephesians where he says, um, uh, "Live up to, uh, li- be worthy of the calling of the thing that you've been right. called to." Like it's it, it still has that same connotation where like we we will look at it and say, "Oh, well, you're you're not worthy." Paul's like saying, "You suck." Right, uh, but 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 it's the same thing where like God says God says you are this I am making you this live uh, live abundantly just to take Jesus's language in this thing that I've created for you to be yeah uh, and so like don't don't miss out on the set apart nature that and and set apart definition that I've created by otherwise swimming in the swamp uh, but but it's still it's a it's a call to live abundantly not not a finger shake in your face saying how much you suck at living abundantly right. 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 I, on Sunday, I used the illustration of a, of a toothbrush. Uh, uh, well, a brush, a little brush. I have a little brush. Sometimes I use it to clean out the algae in my fish tank because, you know, it goes in those little tubes. Yep. Uh, when I was younger and, and had like a mini bike, I'd, I'd dip it in gas and I'd use it to clean engine parts, whatever. I didn't know. It just sounded good, so I did it. And, and, <laughs> or you when I was a mechanic, toilet, I was a right? man. <laughs> but the whole idea of holiness is set apart. I mean, that's all yep. it means, set apart. So I have another brush I set apart and say, this is my toothbrush. I don't use it in the toilet. Right. I don't, you know. And, and and that's the whole point of it. You're you're a toothbrush. So so be a toothbrush. Right. Yeah, right. Quit being a toilet brush. Right. I mean <laughs> you can't make yourself a toothbrush. I've declared you a toothbrush. So therefore Be that. Be that. Yeah. Be that. And, and it was like, ah, oh, so freeing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it shifts how you think about what God has actually created when He when He um, chooses the nation of Israel to do work. Yeah. He sets them apart for for certain things to do, like a, the highest calling to be a kingdom of priests. That's not uh, I chose you so that you know how much you suck. They did implicitly suck. They were they suck mm-hmm. just like we suck. Uh, but but they were selected to do something purely by God's choice. Right. I mean, they didn't earn it. It's just what they decided to do. Um, but but they got to do the coolest thing in the world, which is the people who get to be. The folks who point other people to Yahweh, uh, which is the same job we get to have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so actually we're going to have to skip the whole setup here because this, this segues greatly into, into what my Pope-style advice was today. Okay. Um, I, I, was, I, was think, I was praying over something this morning. Pope-style. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, that, that'll work. Okay, go that'll ahead. Work. Yep. So I was, pr- I was praying over something this morning, and I was reading a couple things, and, and like it occurred to me that, that like I, I, f- I feel like I've joined the crowd and and the crowd is large of the Christian community that is so defeated, right? Defeated when they look out the, out at the world, right? They're like, oh, the culture that we're in and the, the way things are going and the people. And I'm like, stop that. What? Stop that. What did we just get done talking about, right? Like, we, we have the holy God who does all these things, right? Like, and, and like even to bring in the cheese ball verse of the, of the I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me, right? Like, I look out at worldly sin and packs of people that have gotten together to celebrate such sin, and I go, oh no, what are we to do? Uh, you know, the, the culture is pushing us this direction, and there's so much sin in the world, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, stop that. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? This seems so absurd. 
after you after you read the Bible, any parts of it, really, right? But but like the way that people act, well known, right? The way that that we follow God and then don't, and then go as far past. It's like a terrible slingshot where God pulls us all the way back here, and He goes, "Okay, I'm going to let you go as you follow Me," and then we run completely the opposite direction. And like the Bible is the complete story of God going, "Come back to Me, come back to Me after you did this," and right, and 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 with all the power and with all the generosity and with all the all the choices and all the options. And we look at the society and we're scared to go there? Like we, we're, like we're going to be ineffective? Mm-hmm. That's stupid. That is just flat-out stupid and an embarrassment and a, and a complete misunderstanding of the way that the gospel worked in your own life, right? And, and so I thought the, the, my Pope-style advice is, is, like, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, and what, what was the verse that I was really grabbing onto? Uh, do not be afraid of people that can, that can kill the body because they can do nothing else, right? Like, what was that? It was in Luke. Right, where, where basically Jesus is like, uh, people that are going to hurt you or harm you or whatever is like, that's the worst they can do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have no, there's no reason to be afraid of these things at all, and that is what we're afraid of. Like, not, not even physical violence half the time. It's like a political problem or them not liking you or you hurting their feelings, right? Like, these are all things that God's like, look, man, like, this is the worst they can do is call you a bigot when you're not, a racist when you're not, a guy that hates people when you don't. These are the worst thing that's going to happen when you go out and try to spread the love that I've given you to other people. And you're afraid of doing it because you don't want people to dislike you, right? They hate me. They don't hate you. They hate me. And you love me. And that's why they hate you. Like, this has all been explained to you. So the Pope's style advice is, will you stop? Just stop it. Stop being afraid of people. Stop looking out with such doom and gloom. And stop being so defeated that you have to take the, the good news to other people. That's it's just that's just dumb. It, it, I'm just telling you. You know, what's sad is we often feel defeated, not necessarily because we're we're grieving for their souls, but because we're not like the popular yeah religion anymore. Correct, man. Now I'm weird. I'm yeah. really sad. I'm lonely. Yeah. It's rather than, <laughs> hey, they're not making they're gonna make it to heaven. Right. Correct. <laughs> we, yeah, what? We're, we're, it's a selfish gloom we that's have. That's correct. When's yeah. the last time you actually grieved over someone that like is just. You're, you're like, oh, man, I just wish they'd straighten this up, right? I wish they'd fix it. I wish I'd they'd... be more comfortable if I didn't hear about your stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you bring this garbage all the time, and, you know, I just wish you'd stop doing this, not, look, man, I, I fear like you're not understanding the good news, and I just it just makes me sad. It doesn't make me sad. It makes me angry because if you're following the good news, all this bad crap that's following you around for the last 10 years would stop, but it doesn't because you don't listen, and that's me being irritated with someone that's been the victim of sin from humanity. Humanity was a victim of sin, myself included. This dude or lady has just picked a different brand, and it's making me angry, not sad. And you're right. That sucks. That's stupid. Right. Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. We're like chucking rocks back at it. We're the, we're the bring down the fire. Yeah. Bring, a, yeah, bring the you, fire down. Lord, you want us to bring the fire down. We're saying, yeah. be holy. Yeah. If you, if <laughs> like you, me. If you didn't notice that chapter, uh, Jesus didn't take that very well. <laughs> he thought that was stupid. Actually, you know, when you, when you talked about um, uh, kind of kind of being d- downtrodden, or not down, it was like... Um, defeated. Defeated. Uh, you, you know, it made me think of Kanye West. So here, here's the thing. Have you guys been reading up on this? No. Uh, Kanye, Kanye's a, a proclaimed Jesus man. Okay. Yeah. Things are turning around, he says. Like he's holding, holding services, and uh, he's having guys preaching the word, and uh, he's, uh, he's talking to his wife about dressing more modestly. Uh, now, he, here's the thing. Here's what's super interesting is there's like in the Christian circle, there's a lot of good conversations. There's like, hey, you know, uh, I, don't, I'm not, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't know. I don't buy it. And, uh, boy, I ho- hope this works out. But, uh, you know, we, we've been burned before, like it's yeah. to you personally. He just happens to have a spiritual album coming out soon. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, like, very suspicious that he's right, releasing something. So he, here's the thing. Here's the framing of this type of thing. Um, as I was thinking about it, it's the tenor of the reaction I felt like was totally wrong. Uh, here, the, 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 the first thing we should think of is, like, is this believable? Is this, is this, yes, of course it is. Of course it is. Jesus does this type of thing. Like, could we, are, are we so jaded that we couldn't see that someone who was living a life of sin uh, very, very publicly might flip it completely around and give it up or, and, and follow Jesus? Totally believable. Now, our question is, is it believable? Yes. Is it true? That's, that's the right question to hinge on. It's totally okay for, for us to go, boy, boy, we hope this is true. It's totally believable. God does this type of thing. We would not be surprised in the least if it were to happen. But we will wait to make sure it's true. 
that seems like a fair reaction. But like I saw a lot of reaction that's like, oh, I don't, I don't think this is going to happen. He was just so entrenched, and he has so much money, and he's such a beautiful wife. I'm like, what are we even talking about here? Right. Does the Lord not change the world, or doesn't he? Right. Well, yeah. React to it correctly. <laughs> Have you read about a guy named Saul? Right. Right. <laughs> Saul. I mean, are we not telling this story right? Are we not preaching about what happened to Saul? Right. <laughs> He murdered people. <laughs> he was a murderer. And here's the thing. It's like I'd rather go down swinging on the thought that, like, not not blind and dumb, that, like, everyone who goes, yes, I love and follow Jesus, I'm like, well, I will buy every book he has and believe his theology. That's not what we're saying here. <laughs> but, like, uh, the core of the good news is it changes the world in exactly this way. Yeah. Uh, my my first inclination is to say, absolutely, the Lord Jesus can do that. And right. so I, be- I, I believe that it could that it that it could happen. I hope that it's true that it did. We should be part of that Hebrews great cloud of witnesses cheering him on. Correct. Instead of going, oh man, the opposers already got him. Yeah, prove we it. We can't get him back. Yeah. He's already got his claws in him. He's done. I'll Ooh. give you another day. <laughs> well, and look, uh, maybe the guy came to Jesus. Oh, and he's like, he's still doing X, Y, Z wrong. I'm like, welcome to the mirror, friend. And I, I get it. The church feels like they've been burned on people who say they, they turned to Jesus and then it didn't work out. Like, Yeah, ah, stop making them celebrities. That's the thing. We put, we <laughs> right. put too much weight in that. If we that's just didn't all. do that, we wouldn't be in this yes, position. That's Let right. them hey, be discipled. <laughs> we got Justin Bieber now. We should be able to break this thing yeah. nationwide. Oh, Let's yeah, make him a preacher. It's like, <laughs> yeah, the death on the cross, that was not enough. But now that we got the Biebs with us, I guess we should be able to get to every household in America. Back that's, to Paul, he waited three years. Exactly. <laughs> we put, mean, it's us that's putting too much weight in that, right? Yeah. Like, that's Christendom acting silly. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Anyway, so... I'm with you, Conway. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Kanye Conway? Uh, yeah, Conway. Uh, I'm going to call him that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if he can speak at my church next week. All right, all right. See, now there's too far. This is what's happened. Oh. <laughs> Dad's roped him in. I got sucked in. <laughs> uh, hey, you're listening live from the path. Hey, maybe you're one of them uh, curmudgeon folks who think this Kanye thing is total bull. Let's call the complaint line so we know who you are. But you got to wrap it. 515-517-0085. Uh, that's a call or a text to the live from the path complaint line. Uh, we'd love to uh, to hear your thoughts and uh and hey, hey, man! I suppose if there's anything else, like one, uh, we, we are not de- we are not defeated people. We are holy people, chosen for good and awesome things, being part of good news that changes the world. If we can't embrace that, I can't imagine we believe that the people who are otherwise dabbling in other things that they think are awesome are going to get the vibe. Like we're not we're not passing the right vibe here. Uh, it's it's the people who have joy when it where it doesn't seem like it belongs. That's what that's what starts to people look at and go, hey. Something's up in there, not, hey, we, we're pretty jaded, and uh, we, we don't really think this works, but we're also intellectually wise about this, so you should follow Jesus. It is also, it, it's also a slight misunderstanding of the gospel. Mike Foos guilty of this. Like, I think there's some, of, there's some folks out there that think, yeah, I'm a Christ follower, I, I, I love Jesus, right? I'm just not one of those excited ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm more reserved. I like to keep, I like to keep the joy within, in a reasonable spectrum. Like, there's no reason to just bleed it all over people. And, like, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I've met people that have truly been changed from who they were to something brand new by the gospel. And it's palpable when they walk in the room before they talk, right? Like, I've talked about this a million times where I've gone to, like, at work, I've gone to a place where, like, the guy that I meet, I'm like, man, this guy's a Jesus man. I can smell it on him. I can just <laughs> tell when I got here the way that he talks, and he's not even, like, over-the-top smiley and throwing flowers out, right? But, yeah. like... Just the way he talks to me and looks at me and handles himself, I'm like, he loves Jesus. I can just tell, right? And you can just pick that out. If I can't say the same thing about you, Mike Foost, then I, I feel like you're not doing it right, right? Like you're still protecting something. You're protecting like your – I just asked my wife this the other day. It's like, can you – would you be willing to give up your favorite part of your personality uh, – to hand it over to Jesus if he if he wanted to take it from you, right? Let's say let's say your thing is the quick retort guy, like the guy that comes up with the fastest thing to say, you know, and and you're like, I love that about me. I can really come up with a honker, I'm real, real fast. sharp, yeah. right? I'm real fast. I'm real sharp. People think I'm funny. It makes people smile. It's great. It's not crude, you know. It's whatever. I'm just quick. And God says, I need you to give way to that for just overall patience and kindness, right? Like if you were if like if people were going to go shopping at the Amish store, I want you to be that. Right where where you're the gal behind the counter, you're just you could not beam any more sunshine, and you threw in two loaves of bread just because you're happy to see others. Right, like you're just this great ray of sunshine. I want you to stop being quick witted, and I want you to do that. Like, would you do that? Can you can you look? Can, everybody knows what their favorite part of themselves is. Yeah. Right. Would you trade that in for whatever God wanted it to be? 
because that should probably be on the table, and that's a real hard that's a real hard bargain. <laughs> I mean, I'm per- I'm pretty good looking. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what my favorite part of me is. What's, Dan, what's the favorite part of yourself? Man, what is it, Dan? What is the favorite part of yours? Like the part you secretly enjoy. You're like, you know what? I'm really good in situations like this. Ah, oh, that's tough. Maybe um, I, I, I tend, I've learned anyway, to just take a step back and relax and let things kind of happen and, and not try to fix it and, and just let it, you know, come in at the right time. I probably wait too long, but... Uh, uh, I don't overreact to things. I think. Do you find that to be a good, like a like a good trait? Like, what if what if what if Jesus appeared to you in a dream and said, "Dan, I need you to react faster. I need you to be the first guy out the gate and speak for me. Don't wait. Don't let it play out. I want you up, standing, and loud." Yeah, I mean, I've I've been that guy, but half the time I'm wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's less embarrassing to just kind of take a step back and. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably not. The, I don't. Know. I, don't I don't think about it more. To be honest, I, what do well, I, I mean, I, obviously, it's not a good uh, idea to sit and think about how great you are. But yeah. like, <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I can schedule this into my day tomorrow. <laughs> but it's 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 more of a thought process, right? Like yeah. like I mean, when you say that like the stuff is on the table, I'm willing to let yeah. the gospel change stuff. And like, but what about the things that I already think fall in line? That I'm like, it's 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 a nuance, right? It's not a sin to be quick witted, yeah. right? But God says I don't actually need a quick wit in this in this situation. I need you to be the long-suffering, patient guy that lets people drone on for hours. And your patience has just got to be at the max. And, like, your quick wit is, like, I gave it to you, but I, I don't want you to use it right now. I have other stuff for you to do. And it, it, it would be interesting if you'd be like, because there's, there's probably a whole half of my life where, like, where, the, where all the, the great gospel can really shine through that I'm like, these are just my God-given things, and I will decide how I'm going to use them, right? Mm-hmm. That's the knowledge of good and evil tree. That's exactly what that tree is. Right, like you chose to see what was right and what was good, and you picked it, and you didn't let God choose any of it. And you just figured, well, it's here, and I like it, and I think it's a good idea. So that's what I'm going to do, you know. And so, eh, I, it's just an interesting thought. Is, yeah, is the question so? Like maybe I go through and I do one of the uh, I do the spiritual gifts quiz or whatever, and I say the Lord has, has created me to do this thing, and then like it, hypothetically, God goes, uh, yeah, that is what you were most gifted to do, but I need you to set that one out. Like, yeah. you're not going to use this. You're going to do something else. Right. Look at, I mean, you want to take Saul for an example? Look at a guy that was great about organizing people, right? Right. Like, this was his whole job was to get people all fired up and tearing things up. And then he spent the next, whatever, three, four years by himself tooting around, starting churches, eventually running people again, right? But like I said, I need you to take this aside for right now, and you're going to be on your own with me. And you're going to suffer for a while, right? He's not. He's not. Uh, he's not a warrior of people. He's not uh, raising raising a, a lament or anything like. He's just out. He's quiet. He's quiet. Yeah, I really want to know what he did during those. Yeah. I mean, because he was like a highly educated guy, and but like, what what, what really went on those three years? Boy, it was funny. it just him and Jesus, like resurrected. You met Jesus, him in heaven, like, and he's all smiles and greatness. And you ask him about the three years, and his face goes stone cold, and he goes no, <laughs> and then walks away. Between me and Jesus, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stay out of it. Yeah, that's mm. curious. Yeah, yeah, because what, what? Yeah, what was he doing? Uh, well, so I, I think I think like one of the thoughts is that he. Uh, um, he did spend time with Jesus. Yeah, like a lot of time learning, so that he it could kind go of refers out. to that. Yeah, he yeah. implies it. Because I mean, what else would he be do? like? How else would he know a lot of the stuff that he knows, given yeah, his relationship with the Jerusalem folk? The thing is, though, I mean, he was like a highly educated road scholar dude. I mean, Jesus spent like a walk to Emmaus to inform those two dudes of Old Testament prophecies. I, I don't think. Saul needed three years. He probably could have had a fifteen-minute conversation. He'd be like, "Oh, that's what that meant." You know, ah, he was probably working on his heart. That's the thing. Yeah. His, his head knowledge was probably there. Uh, and like, I get that. Like, things probably shifted. Like, we like the story of like everything changes immediately for Saul. Yeah. Um, and and like, I, I don't, I don't disbelieve that. He was but, probably waxing cars. I think he was probably <laughs> waxing cars. Yeah, chopsticking flies out of the air. More likely, <laughs> wax on, wax off. Tell Jesus, let him Come on, the, Jesus. The sweet donkey. <laughs> he was testing that wineskins thing, and it took him a while to raise a vineyard. <laughs> I just want to make sure it's real before I say it, Lord. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't want to rely on Pete. Uh, <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, you're listening live from the path. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us so far tonight. Again, you can hook up with us on the uh, uh, unbeknownst to him, Bob Eisenhower uh, complaint line, 515-517-0085. Here's the deal. Bob's a good dude. I found this wild house out in uh in a different county and uh i mean it looks like someone designed um 
you guys see the movie Beetlejuice? Oh yeah, yeah. So like that that lady, the 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 woman that moves in is like a real like modern art. And so look, this house looked like someone designed that uh, in like 1987, oh. and then walked away. Oh, and it like it, it was real funky looking place. And uh, so anyway, someone bought it and apparently left it uh, to de- decrepit. And so uh, I, I saw it and I said, hey, this might be the place for me right here. And so. Uh, I asked Bob, I said, Bob, we'd like to take a look at this joint. But, I mean, it was probably an hour away. And I said, I don't want to drag you out there, so maybe you can convince the other realtor who's already going to make a commission on this thing to let us in. I just was going to let you know. And he's like, nah, I don't mind. I don't mind going and taking a field trip. And I, my family has drug poor Bob Eisenlauer and, and numerous people from the Eisenlauer team to look at houses like probably 15 times in the last five years, and I've never bought anything. Nope. Because I keep coming on the tail end of something. Someone, someone smarter than me and with more money has come in and bought the thing already by the time I find it. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, every time he's in, he's like, yeah, no, I'm in. I love a field trip. I'm like, well, God bless you, Bob. <laughs> so, anyway, that's Bob Eisenhower with the Eisenhower team. He's a good dude and does not know he sponsors a complaint line. No. Uh, but, we just have his password. But, but he does. <laughs> but he does. He pays handsomely. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even. I should have just said no. I guess he's doing it for free. Oh. We're, we're not stealing from Bob. Yeah. I mean, I steal his time all the time. Um, this is my recompense. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? I tell you what. We, I had an article I was going to go through, but um, I think we're not going to do it. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit hefty. It, it does get to some of the stuff. There was an article in Christianity Today about the early – it says uh, – it was titled, The Early Church Thrived Amid Secularism and Shows How We Can Too. Um, but ag- yeah. Again, we always think that we've found – like we've run into a really unique situation. Uh, almost never the case. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are we are not unique. Uh, are we, yeah, but the Christian bookstores are closing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's because we don't read. <laughs> uh, and here's the thing: uh, uh, I would be, it would be remiss to say, like, for given given the the trend with people actually not reading scripture, I feel like it's all right to shut them down. Uh, I read your Bible first, and then you'll be allowed to go into the Christian bookstore. Why just with pencils, just like with devotionals, you can show me that you actually touch your scripture every once in a while. I don't mind reading you in devotionals because I think you can take it in well. But like, it's the only problem is that if you're living on that, right? right? Like that's where that problem has become. It's like we started started eating on the seed that fell from the bird feeder instead of actually going to the bird feeder. And so, but if you go to the bird feeder, then yeah, okay, you can use the Christian bookstore. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so yeah, let's just do some. Let's just do some uh, dear life from the path, and we'll call okay. it a day. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Dear life from the path, I am in a loving relationship with a kind and caring man, Byron. He has a preteen son, Eli, mm-hmm. from a previous relationship. Eli stays with us several days a week, and I watch him while Byron goes to work. Byron and I would like to spend the rest of our lives together, but I'm uncertain if I can truly be a stepmother to his son. Eli often yells and hits his dad. He calls his dad stupid, among other things. Mm -hmm. He asks for every expensive items during every visit, often refuses to bathe, and won't eat anything other than fast food or pizza. If Byron has to say no to Eli because he doesn't have the money for something, Eli throws a temper tantrum worse than a two-year-old. I know the kid is capable of better behavior because he doesn't behave this way with his mother or grandmother. Mm -hmm. Byron doesn't discipline his son at all, which allows his rude and disrespectful behavior to continue. I worry about the boy's future. How will he hold a job if he acts this way toward a boss? I like Eli very much. When he's in a good mood, he's the kindest child I can think of. But when his mood turns, it's like the dark side takes over. I love Byron. I would like to marry him. But I don't know if I can handle watching Eli be so disrespectful to his father. Sometimes it makes me feel like ending things. Please advise me on what to do. Well. Yeah. Many, many, many layers. Uh, so they're 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 living together right now. I'm assuming. Yes, I sure sounds that like or did it. Um, <laughs> did I did I smell cohabitation? <laughs> I feel like I smelled it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out the Dan scroll. One <laughs> check. <laughs> you know what, Dan? If that's the kind of thing you're known for, I think that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean the guy the guy the the child is living up to the boundaries that that, that his father has set for yep. him. Uh, he he's. Being thrown around from relationship, relationship to relationship, but with, with he, he's a mess. The kid's a mess. Dad needs to step up and be a dad, which is totally irrelevant to to the you know her her issue. Um, I, I mean, she sees who he is. I can't tell her if she should stay with him or not, but uh, she, he doesn't know how to be a dad. That's for sure. What what, what is her actual question? What, should she stay with him? Uh, uh, please advise me on what to do. Oh so man, she, she didn't take she took it the off broad the table, road. The, you know, to not stay with him. But I don't think she'll, 
I mean, don't have any children with him. So if you're going to have children, don't do it with him. Yep. Uh, this this in ten years, this issue's gone anyway. But the son. Uh, so if you're with, if you love the guy and you're going to stay with him, well, then go ahead and get married. Just. But okay, let me ask a broad question: Can a good man be a bad dad? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think for the for for the what he believes are the right reasons. Right. So like good people with good intentions make accommodations in situations that ultimately cause destruction. Like think think of how many relationships or even situations you've been in where like you did the wrong thing for the right reasons. Yeah, Uh, that's this. He's whatever whatever the life situation is for this kid. It stinks for him. Um, and even like think preteen that spends like a few days at his dad's house in the middle of the week or whatever like oh that's, that's jumbled around yeah that's jumbled and like I I know that that it seems unpreferable to have like um, like whatever with our dad when Mike and I were growing up we saw him once every two weeks on the weekends but like my home life was consistent we went mm-hmm. to school we came back like um, even good relationship joint custody requires some sort of consistency for a kid like you just. You can't have him living in two worlds like that. Yep. And so, so think about it. The kid's in a rough spot. Um, plus, it, it is, he's at a rough age where you're already trying to kind of assert, feel what it's like to live in kind of new boots. And so um, he still needs a dad, and he still it, – it, it stinks to be – when you feel like you're part-time and you don't, you don't spend every day with him, um, putting your foot down seems like, is that how I really want to spend my time? And right. Yeah, yeah, because you're still raising the kid. And so – I think he can be a good dude, and I think he can be trying to do, trying to to fix or, or provide the best set of set of circumstances um, in the midst of bad ones. And it's just it, he's just got the wrong idea. All, all the adults need to get in one room, as painful as, or awkward as that might be, but they need to come up with a plan for how they're raising this child. Yeah, I mean it's not the child's fault; they're all left each other and whatever. No, uh, they they've got to be consistent though, because that's that is not fair to a kid have different sets of rules everywhere you go and yeah. where no rules and you just can't they're creating a monster they have created a monster it, he's it's fixable yeah yeah but, but they've got to get together and communicate and, and agree and get their petty whatever you know don't don't use him as the victim in their argument and fight so so to, to get back to the question then i would say um it 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 does it is relevant to you and what's going through my mind is some of our past advice um where I, this is going to seem like it's counter to it i'm trying to work out in my head whether it is but it is relevant to you the types of relationships that your spouse has with other people um especially with a kid i think whereas like i, like, I remember we've had a recent question where it's like uh, the mom and the sister or whatever and we're like look and the husband we told the husband it's okay to just stay out of it like you can't change it You've tried to influence it. It's not, nobody wants to hear from you. <laughs> um, just do your best. It's it's too far gone. Um, but like when you're talking about someone's interaction with their kid, like if they can't, if they if they're not handling that well, one, it's not imp- implicitly indicative, but like it's possible that like when push comes to shove in a situation that they don't control, they won't handle your relationship stuff well either. That seems like it could happen. But also, you're going to be witness to this for. Uh, actually, I don't think it goes away in ten years. Like, depending on right. who this kid is, um, I mean, this could be a, this could be something that Terry's with you. And if if the kid's a drama fest, um, like you are marrying into that thing. And the question is, um, right? Sometimes that drama fest don't leave the house at eighteen. Yeah, or keeps true. coming back. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I and it's not um, it's gonna that's gonna feel selfish or shallow to say, look, um, I love you, but I, I but I'm not going to commit to this environment for the next seventy years. But like you're doing your both of you a favor. If that's true, then just say that, and 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 it's 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 okay. It's okay. You're not you're not. Uh, I mean, you stop living together, but you're not married yet. Like you've not you've not made this commitment. Um, it's time to to treat it for what it is, which says either 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 we're not committed or we are. So I agree with Dan. Either get married or, you know, treat your relationship well. But um, I think it's okay to step back and say that. I think it's okay to give um to tell what was it Byron. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: is that like if that's if that's the real possibility that you guys are going to be married, he he should be able to hear that from you. Mm-hmm. He should be able to hear you say that because, like, again, it's not just his son; it's your stepson, it's your household, um, your it's it's your situation, it's your husband, and so like, um, 
yeah, I think those are reasonable conversations to have. I think Dan's right. I think everyone's got to grow up here. Um, I think the dad, the Byron, um, it, yes, you were party to creating whatever the situation was, even if you weren't the offended guy who caused the divorce. But like, uh, you, you've got to, you've got to kind of take care of this. You have to take some responsibility here. And then, uh, whoever the nice woman is, is that, um, I think you just have to be honest and don't feel like you have to stay in a relationship, uh, just cause you love somebody. Um, doesn't mean you have to decide you're going to stay with it forever. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's a, it's a pretty classic, uh, misunderstanding of marriage when you look at broad swaths and say, this is what makes a marriage successful. Like it's, it's, it really is the sheep in ship out that makes a marriage successful. It's the little things that all add up to something, you know, and like these are, there's a lot of little things that have to do with, with Eli, you know, and like, um, you know, one of the responsibilities that God gives you when you have children is to say, look, you're responsible for them. And, you know, you raise them the way I raised you and <laughs> it's your job to impart how, how to interact in the world. Um, and, and like, so that responsibility is on him just as much as it's on you if you choose to accept it. So realize that like, can't advocate it, and you also can't root against the kid. The problem is if you're if you're if you're counting on Eli to leave the house for your marriage to improve, uh, you're you're de facto you're against Eli, right? Like mm-hmm. you're like just get Eli out of here, get him away from us. Me and Byron would be fine if Eli wasn't here. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, and like true. you can't start a marriage out like that. Right. That's horrible, right? Right? You're basically there half the year. You're rooting against I mean, an eight year old boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know you can't yeah. do this, and so like if that means that like. Maybe Byron doesn't understand how serious you are or how serious it is to you, um, but it is a very big deal. And like, if you're if you don't love Byron enough to tell him that like this could possibly be a deal breaker here that we can't get this, we got to get this under control and figure out how we're going to parent Eli as a team, um, then you don't love him enough to stay. I think that's fair. Okay, secular says, I hope you realize that Eli behaves the way he does because his father allows it. Byron may do this because he feels guilty about the divorce and is afraid his son will hate him if he asserts himself. Your gentleman friend really needs to take some parenting classes because his failure to act isn't good for Eli. Please suggest it. I mean, I don't know that I'd go say, you, you need to take a parenting class. No. <laughs> that might not come off you well. Might wanna, you might want to borrow a very high horse before you <laughs> go over there and say that. Because that's going to come off very poorly. But, like, I think you grab him. I think you hold his hand. I think you look him in the eye and go... Uh, man, we got to figure this out. If this is going to be our life, love, we got we have got to do something about this. And I'm willing to do it if you are, but we got to love Eli better than he's being loved. And allowing him to be this way is not going to work for our family. Unless, I mean, he could be a straight, difficult kid, but it doesn't sound that way. It sounds like he's a product of his environment. It doesn't sound like chemical imbalance problems. Well, yeah, you know? if her description was that he doesn't do this uh, to anybody else, it's just happening to... It's just happening to the dad. Right. Then, yeah, I would say that he's doing it because the dad's allowing it. Dear, lie from the path. I'm surprised by how many people choose not to use headphones while talking on the phone, listening to music, or watching videos in public places. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm going to tell you right now, the most guilty I see of this are old people. <laughs> <laughs> like 70-year-old men will do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> annoying. Uh, instead, they use the speaker option or their Bluetooth speaker for all to hear. I travel frequently. It's bad enough to suffer through one side of the conversation, but hearing both is worse, and these folks talk at top volume and make no attempt to step out of earshot. Lately, I've also noticed people watching videos in restaurants. At my apartment's pool, several neighbors do the same thing. Sometimes the music includes offensive language, which I find inappropriate at a family pool. I'm tempted to start competing with them with random videos and music, but I know that's wrong. Is there a reasonable way to handle these folks? I usually ignore it. Yeah, yeah. What can you do? I mean, I mean it's society. It's a. It, it really, it's, it really. Boy, I tell you what, we run into this uh, uh, when we were. I was garage sailing with my wife quite a bit this summer, and like people would be on the speakerphone having a conversation, walking to the garage sale, and just talking as if no one else is here. I'm like, man, maybe I. And I couldn't decide whether I was just more of a private person. I don't like anybody to know anything about me. If yeah. I'm on the phone, I don't even want people around me to know who it is. Well, I walk in another room, even at home. Right. Correct. I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, even people I've known for years yeah. and trust implicitly, I'm not like, hey, my wife's on the phone. I'm going to head it this way. I just leave because none of your business who's on the phone. It just isn't. You know? And so, like, I, I don't understand whether it's just a personality thing where you're like, hey, you know, where you're willing to talk about the things that you're buying at a garage sale in front of 30 people. It's just weird. I've sat next to a guy at the DOT. And he was, I was a 70-year-old man watching a chainsaw videos in the waiting room at full volume. And I'm like, 
Doesn't, isn't this awkward for you? Like, it just seems awkward. Like, <laughs> dig on everything I'm digging on, everybody. Like, it's just so weird. <laughs> it's, it's selfish. I, it seems selfish, yeah. right? I mean, because headphones are available, yeah. right? And they come free with most phones. <laughs> so I just, I don't understand. What's, so the guy's ultimate question is, is, is what? What do I do in these situations? Yeah, so, I mean, here's the thing. Is that, like, it's not, it's not outrageous to be like, hey, man, can you turn that down a bit? Now, here's, you, you're not going to be able to control everybody. Yeah. Uh, and you're not going to be able to say, like, hey, can you put that on your, uh, uh, like, here's, I guess maybe to the, to the previous point, I legitimately think that people are so self-centered, they, don't, they hadn't even considered that it's impacting someone around them. I think they had not even thought about it. I mean, that fact alone should leave you. That's what leaves people aghast, yeah, right? That right. like, I cannot believe I'm gonna have to go ask this man to take it off full volume for the chainsaw videos. Yes, I can't believe I have to do this. It's you have to cut. I mean, where where do you draw the line though? Do you go up to someone with a bright orange car and say, yeah, you know, I have to look at this? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this I, is I the mean, ugliest car. I, I, you're inside. You don't see it. <laughs> I mean, stop! Stop buying orange cars. Yeah. I, I mean, where, where do you, where do you stop? You, uh, you know? I, I suppose where the proverbial fist hits, right? So, like, if someone's having a conversation, something so loud that you cannot have, so like, take the phone out of it. If I was in a restaurant or something, and the guy next to me was talking so loud <laughs> that I couldn't have a conversation with my family. Uh, would it be would it be okay to say, hey man, can you tone it down just a little bit? I'm having trouble hearing my wife talk. Now, I mean, I probably personally wouldn't do that. I'm just not that type of guy. Yeah. But do, am I offended if someone were to do that? Probably not. That actually seems kind of reasonable. Like his his mouth fist had done invaded my territory, and I asked him to tone it down just a bit. And I think reasonable people will not will not mind it. I think they just I think they just hadn't considered. You know, actually, who fits in this category for me? So let's say you got you're driving down the road and. Uh, you got three lanes. The the left lane is for a left turny. Straight uh, middle lane is for the straight. Uh, right lane is for the right turn. Or you could also go straight. Okay, the guy that's that is going to go straight, and he knows he's going to go straight, and he still sits in the right lane uh, when you could turn right on red, holding up the nine people that were actually could actually turn right on red, and he's hanging tight in that right lane. Yeah. Like that's complete blindness. That's, I, I, he's the guy with his stereo way up and not even thinking about anybody behind him. Yeah. Get in the middle lane. You know you ain't going to turn. And think that someone else might turn and stay out of that lane. Or the guys with the aftermarket uh, super bright headlights. They're like, yeah, these are awesome. I can see everything. Yeah, you blind me. Every time I go over a <laughs> hill, you blind me. It's horrible. Oh, man, I just shined my headlights. I, did the, I bought a kit, and I shined them. That's different. Oh, That's okay. not what we're saying. No, mine are not super bright. Like, I bought a cheap kit. So, so here's the thing. It's like our, our, our tendency is to say, man, what is this world coming to? People have just, they've grown to be outrageous. They've always been outrageous. They've just been outrageous in different ways, right? The Model T did not offer the ability to blind people. <laughs> hey, yeah, actually, that's a good point, because uh, I just thought of another example. At 6.30 in the morning, um, a neighbor that is six houses down from me, and we're, he lives at the bottom of the cul-de-sac, he leaves and he goes to work, driving a freaking motorcycle. And so, like... It's how he gets around. It's his vehicle, right? But, like, at 6.30, I wake up because I hear, I mean, he's really giving it the old uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show out there going down the line. Mm -hmm. And then I think to him, like, I find it super inconsiderate, like mm -hmm. waking everybody. It's like mowing the lawn, except for it's worse. It's like two, two lawnmowers going at the same time at 6.30. But, I mean, it's also his vehicle. And so, like, I, I, thought, I thought at one point, hey, it may be kind of sweet to have a, a motorcycle, but then I, I cannot get over the fact that I might wake someone up driving out of my neighborhood at 6.30 in the morning. Well, they make quiet ones. Oh, you no. think I could buy, like, a moped? Not for him. Oh, I, 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 I had a pretty nice, pretty good-sized bike. You're purred like a kitten? I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. And so it's possible to go he, down. He put on the aftermarket stuff to make it louder. Or oh. Harley that, I mean. He's just a jack and apes. Yeah. 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 A vault. Because so, they're not naturally loud. Oh man! I, so, but but what what it boils down to is is we believe that people are they're not vindictive. They're not sitting at their house twisting their mustache. They just don't care. They're yeah. not, they don't have a yeah. wherewithal outside of their own situation to go. This is going to cause people the trouble. Yeah. Right. Like yep. uh, the, it's it's the kind of people that see the look during during a, a a snow ordinance. Don't park on the street. Right. Where a certain group of people will see that sign and go, Yeah, man, I'd hate to have the plow guy have to make my car to hassle on the road, and, 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 and the other half of the population goes, he's the plow guy, screw him. It's he, his job to go around me. Yeah. You know, I'll park where I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Secular says, yep. 
Oh, boy, she's going to bring in authorities. <clears throat> if you are in a restaurant, ask the manager to move you to a quieter table. If you are bothered at your apartment swimming pool, take your complaint to the manager of the complex so a sign can be posted asking tenants to keep the volume low <laughs> on their devices <laughs> or wear headphones. It's worth a try. Yeah, that and a 99-cent spray can will get that sign defamed pretty fast. Do not make the mistake of confronting them yourself. Yes, that would be horrible to have a personal interaction with someone else in this world that God created. Yeah, by all means, get the authority man at the pool to make $9 an hour to go yell at him. I'm sure he's going to be all fired up for this conversation. P.S. Consider putting on headphones and listening to something of your own choosing. It will drown out what you don't want to hear. Oh, man. I just... I don't I, agree with that at I've, all. Here's the deal. I know, I know that it feels like it's... it's uh, that you shouldn't talk to people. <laughs> but, like... What's the worst that could possibly happen? Hey, screw you, dude. He's already bothering you. But, like, I, like, I think there's been a few times. It's not very many because, like, I, I tend to be hyper-conscious of this, like, to the extent that I really irritate my family about, like, how fast we are moving through lines or how loud yeah. we are or whatever. Like, I'm just super antsy about it. Uh Oh, oh, like at the we've talked about this at the drive through Like, I know exactly what to order right when I pull up. My wife's going to look at the thing. I'm like, hurry it up, man. Yeah, uh, I, I don't go to them for that reason. And they get so mad at me. I was like, you know what? I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah, we're going in. <laughs> we're going inside. You can take it to go, but I'm not going to play that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I get it. But like, I, I, I swear there have been times where like I didn't realize that someone mentioned it, and then like it never happened again because it became something that I was now thinking of. And so like, is it really? Do we really say, oh, uh, this the world disappoints me, and I refuse to even give it a chance at, at potential redemption by even bringing it up? And like, if that isn't the current mode of our of our Christian witnessing, is like, well, I can't do anything. They've already made their decision. Oh, good, you've talked it over with them. No, not really. But they were listening to rap music, and I decided that was evil, and so they're far gone. Yeah, I let's get some let's get some optimism. <laughs> so I bought like I have a I drive a, a pretty big truck for work, right? And it's required to have a backup beeper on it. And it occurred to me since I do a lot of my work early in the morning or late at night that like I got to throw this thing in, you know, in residential neighborhoods, you know. So I went and found a beeper that looks at ambient noise around and then adjusts the beeper to how loud the ambient noise is. So, like, huh. that way if it's, like, 3 in the morning and there's no one else around, it's just, like, beep, beep, real easy going. Ooh, yeah, you know? right, yeah. Huh. And, right, and, 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 like, this is, the, this is the level, right? This is what we're talking about. Like, can you look around and realize there's a world around you and there's really no difference? It would take literally nothing for you to make it so you didn't blare the motorcycle. Whatever. I mean, be, that, that guy, the guy that Ben's talking about, he lives half a mile from the highway. Right? So, like, you slow roll it. You're 10 miles an hour until you get out of the neighborhood. Yeah, the speed limit's 35, but you go 10, so mm -hmm. you don't roast everyone out of bed at 630. And then you can let it rip rile on the highway because you and the truckers rule the road at that hour. Yeah. Do it. You know, but, like, does it take any more for you to just take it easy? Leave two minutes earlier, go 10 miles an hour, and not tear up the neighborhood? That's just, it's just, it's weird. You know, yeah. it's just self-importance. Okay, one more. Ready? Yep. Dear, life from the path. For a friend's birthday, I spent $150. Oh, I sent a $150 food delivery gift card saying to put it towards meals when I visited for three days the following week. <laughs> what? Okay, we'll come back to it. <laughs> wow. I love this guy already. Happy birthday. <laughs> I'll be a Pay for my meals. We can do this. <laughs> he called, told me I was cheap, and said it was not a gift if it included money that would be spent on myself. Okay, yep. We are new friends, and I have never exchanged gifts. Please help me understand if I was inappropriate. Yes, you were. <laughs> I, that's just odd. That was weird. That's weird, buddy. Yep. Well, I for, mean, for one, okay, don't call it a birthday present if you're, I mean. <laughs> right? I'll be in town in three weeks. I sent some money ahead of time for you to take me out. Does that sound right? Does that ring? Does that ring right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, dude. Well, he says it's a new friend, and his first reaction is to exchange $150 worth of food delivery? Here's the, this is the kid from a couple weeks ago that can't get an interview because he's socially terrible. That's this guy right here. Hey, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I got a new friend. I'm going to come visit him in three weeks. I'll send him cash ahead of time so he can take me out to dinner. That sounds great. Yeah. For, his, not a, for the, his birthday. Yeah. The world does not work like this <laughs> at all. But then who on the other end says, hey, man, you're rude? <laughs> it's like... Well, I mean, <laughs> both, both people are weird. True. And, and to be honest, like 150 bucks seems a little over the top as a birthday gift for, for a days? fairly new friend. I don't I mean, even think that's cheap for three days. I mean, that, that's like, yeah, that's just they're weird. They're both weird. Yeah, this whole thing. They deserve is each other. Iffy. I mean, I, I, see, I mean, 20 bucks. 
And I, you have to be a member of my family. Yeah. Like, if you don't live in my house, $20 is what you get for birthday <laughs> gifts. If I send you anything at all, it depends on how old you are. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so, like, 150 bucks on a new friend for birthdays, ridiculous. 150 bucks to go the, the three of you out to eat for the three days. I didn't even say how long he was going to be there. Three days? He didn't say. Oh, yeah, three days. Yeah, I thought it was three. Yeah, yeah visited for three days the following week. I, you're right. The whole thing's just iffy. Between the pair of them, just iffy. <laughs> I expect more than 50 bucks a day to feed you. <laughs> yeah, like, right. What? Here's my what? room and board. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a dozen eggs. <laughs> you know, why don't you just say, look, here's... Here's $25 gift to give it for your birthday. Yeah. Uh, you mind if we do Dutch treat when I'm in town? Because, uh, you know, I'm well, on a diet. No, yeah. but, but to Dan's point, like, first of all, he's leveled the wrong accusation at this man. 150 bones, right? It's obviously not cheap. That's not a fair accusation at all. Yeah. Uh, Unless none of that gift goes to him. But, but, well, well, but, but isn't, the, isn't the supposition, like, do you have any adult friends? Mike, you give 20 bucks at my birthday? No. I don't even tell you happy birthday. No. We no. share a birthday. Yeah. I know you have one. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I don't even bother to say happy birthday, nope. let alone expect that you're going to show up with a 10 spot or a bag of candy or something. Like, I just, it is not, it is not even ex- except, I don't think I've ever either gotten a present or received a present from any of the fellows in this room on a birthday, nor have I given you one on yours. It simply isn't something I think about to do for you, nor would you expect. And this guy's like, he seems to have a high expectation that he should have gotten something from this new friend of his that the $150 he's pissed at. It's no. ridiculous. No, actually, that's true. If Dan would have given me 150 bucks for my birthday, I would feel so awkward. Like, <laughs> like, what the heck, Dan? What kind of friends are we? I'm coming over for three days. <laughs> right. I'm going to come stay at your place. I want, I want goat meat. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This whole thing is out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand this at all. Well, hold on. Let's see how secular diced it up. <laughs> so the question was, uh, please help me understand if I was inappropriate. Secular says, you made an honest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I think not. <laughs> oh, the follow-up is better. However, what you did was less inappropriate than your new friend's ungracious response, which was just plain insulting. On the next gift-giving occasion, if you are still friends, send him a book on etiquette just for him. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with the secular advice? That is spiteful and unnecessary. You know, I, I got to be honest. Not only do I think you should not be friends with this fella, you probably shouldn't be friends with anybody <laughs> until you can figure out how to interact with people on a regular basis because the whole thing is just it's just topsy-turvy weird. Yeah, I mean, the whole relationship even. Like, okay, so they're new friends. I wonder what that means. Right. And they live far enough apart, but they're going to go visit that person. Enough that I'm going to travel. Yeah. To visit you. And there's a lot they're not telling us. And stay at your place for three days? Is it a romantic thing? Is it, it romantic. Uh, uh, we like model airplanes? Uh, uh, I mean... Yeah, yeah, that's, this is weird. Hey, if this is you, call the complaint line. We have questions for you. Yeah. Call or text. Uh, we'd like to know your complaint line. 515-517-0085. We are new friends and have never exchanged gifts. Yeah. Please help me understand if I was... Yeah, you're right. This whole thing is off the wall bunkers. You're right. I think it's a dude... You lady. think they're Tinder dates? Yeah. Like they met online? I don't know. Ugh, this whole thing got weird on me. Put it towards meals when I visit the next three days. I mean, I w- you know what I would do? I would go out to eat by myself while you're in town. <laughs> I would literally have food delivered for me, and then <laughs> I'd buy you box macaroni. I mean, if I'm going to yeah visit, visit a new friend. At first, I got a hotel. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just say, hey, uh, I'll meet you for supper. Or yeah. let's do golf. Yeah. Or whatever else I don't do. I don't Not, know. I'm going to come stay at your house. By the way, here's some money ahead of time for food. It's just weird. Here's the thing. This would have felt way... You could have done the exact same behavior, and it would have felt differently if you would have just said, hey, look, uh, I'll treat you to I'll treat you to eats when I come into town for your birthday. Yeah. Exact same outcome. Yeah. Correct. Had you not done it so weirdly? Hey, I'll take you out to dinner for your birthday. Great. I'll take you out to dinner three times for your birthday. Fantastic. This is, fa- this is great. Not 150 bones ahead of time. And by the way, you can take me out to dinner with it. This is stupid. Boy, the whole thing just sounds weird, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that you should stay internet friends, if that. I'm just glad we're holy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to live up to our calling. Here we go. You've been listening to Live from the Path. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, maybe you need some advice. Uh, hopefully it's not on a dumb problem, uh, and we will not make fun of you. 
Uh, hit us up on the complaint line. Uh, call or text 515-517-0085. That's 515-517-0085. And you can also type in, after you dial that, you can type in uh, live from the path on your keypad. And uh, that'll get right to us. So that'd be great. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. Hey, no show next week. And I know you're not surprised because we don't barely do a show anymore. Uh, but you're very welcome to listen to the back catalog. Mike's been taking it in. Says it might be... Um, Two shakes, all right. Oh yeah, I, listen. I'd give that podcast a, a, a run through. I've been listening. I usually, I'm maybe I'm the only guy that's still tearing them up, but I listen to the I listen to the podcast probably at least three times a week. And uh, yeah, the back catalog the last couple of years pretty darn good. Yeah, things are things are working out all right. So in the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to live from the past. <laughs> <laughs>